0: Welcome to Wrestling Now I'm your host, Lloyd uh, Today's topic, it's going to be a, not a very long podcast today This is my first, very first episode Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the premiere of Wrestling Now uh, Basically, what I'm going to be talking about Is WWE AEW Mostly the Wednesday Night Wars I mean, every now and then I'll get in about Monday Night Raw or Friday Night Smackdown um, Basically Talk about the negative things that are going on with the, with the WWE on those Specific days But Wednesday, it's about the Wednesday Night Wars Ratings wise uh, What As far as what they're putting on their brand And how it's affecting Their show I want to talk about those things Right now But Today, I want to talk about Monday Night Raw. <laughs> okay, where should I begin? Well, it started off great, like usual. It always starts off great. The first hour always keeps you enticed and, you know, interested. They hooked and reeled us in in about, you know, the first five minutes with Brock Lesnar coming out, talking about how you know, Paul Heyman explained how how Brock is going to be the very first entrant in the Royal Rumble. First time this is going to happen in a very long time. Well, Especially number one. I don't think that's ever happened. He had the WWE champion come in as number one in the Royal Rumble. And stated, oh, this, this is not a prediction. This is a spoiler alert, as he said. Because he he is going on to think that Brock Lesnar is going to win the Royal Rumble. Which, you know, whatever. That sounds interesting. That's already got me hooked in. But then the rest of the show... It's uh, pretty disappointing. Um, we have Charlotte Flair. She came out. I guess she was gonna have a match. She, but uh, again, Sarah Logan. But I don't. That never. The match never started. They were fighting outside of the ring, attacking each other. Where in the end, Charlotte ended up beating down Sarah Logan without the bell ringing at once, and she just put on her robe and walked away. Okay Then you had a tag team match You had the triple threat Tag team match for the world uh, For the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships It was uh, It was the Street Profits The Viking Raiders And the OC of course The only club that matters It was a really great match But you know The Viking Raiders prevailed of course they're giving him a great run right now. I have a feeling the Street Profits will win eventually. Um, then we also had Drew McIntyre. He came out, had a had a squash match. Didn't last very long, but it was against uh, No Way Jose, and and pretty much his entourage, the the Congo line. He hates Congo line, so he attacked a couple members, starting off in the match to, to get. Uh, no way Jose distracted. It worked. Hit him with a Claymore kick. It was pretty much over. Then left the ring. Talked to the fan. Grabbed the mic, talked to the fans, asked them if they wanted one more Claymore kick. Yeah, well, this is fun. I don't know if he's a babyface or a heel in this point, at this point. That left me kind of like wondering. It was all up in the air. So I don't know what's going on with him right now. But he's entering himself into the Royal Rumble as well. And we uh, had Delana, Bobby Rashley, Rusev, Triangle once again with Liv Morgan as a special guest. I really am not liking this feud or this storyline, this cuckold storyline that, talk- that they're continuing for three months now. It's been ongoing. I don't know if there's going to be an end in resolution. I don't know if it's going to end in Russell- at WrestleMania. Most likely it'll end at WrestleMania. Rusev versus Bobby Lashley in some kind of stupid stipulation match. We'll see. I have a feeling that's going to happen like that. My worry about the Royal Rumble is if Brock Lesnar wins, who does Brock Lesnar face? Interesting. And it was a, the main event, the main event, well, the rest of the show wasn't really much anyway. I mean, it was only a few, oh, I'm sorry, Rey Mysterio Versus Andrade, which is actually really good It was a rematch uh, That Rey Mysterio claimed For his rematch clause And it was a really good match Selena Vega got involved I have a feeling that Selena Vega and Andrade Are going to split up sometime in the near future Because Andrade Threw Rey Mysterio Into Into uh, Selena Vega she got, And she got hurt during the match Rey was really more occupied More worried about her Then the match itself Andrade was was worried about keeping his championship so I think there's going to be a little turmoil there in the end then the main event which they've been teasing since the beginning of the show is AOP and Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe and a mystery partner this was really built pretty well throughout the show (laughs) um (laughs) up until the end of the show this is what this is where the third hour just ah uh, the third hour it just always goes down. Yeah, I always feel like the third hour is the worst hour and it still is. <laughs> oh man. So I was I stuck around for 3 hours to wait for this result to wait for this result and see who this mystery partner was going to be. And I really didn't have a clue. I for the first time in a long time I always talked to my friend Julian about this. But normally I have a clue about who is going to be, and usually I'm right about it. But this tonight, last night, I really didn't know. It was all up in the air with all these new superstars that we have from NXT that came up to the main roster, or uh, people who are just, or people who are making their appearances. I don't know. I was just going to throw it out there. I thought it was going to be, perhaps like a Humberto Carrillo or someone different. No, it's the big show. They brought back the Big Show after almost two years. To be in a random match on a random storyline that he's not even a part of, this is like a one and done. We're never gonna see him again. So, the, and then the match was actually pretty decent, but it never ended in a final. And never, no one ended up winning the match. It ended up winning. It ended up going in a DQ. Seth Rollins attacked Big Show with a chair. <laughs> this made no sense in the end. I mean, if you wanted Seth Rollins and the AOP to get over, why would you even bring out the Big Show? If you wanted to bring it over, just let him, let it be a three-on-two match. And and that way, the match ends with Seth Rollins getting over on all of them. So, I mean, this kind of d- is the same resolution Seth Rollins and AOP get over, but it just didn't make sense with the Big Show being there. He really didn't. He really didn't do anything that, you know I mean, yeah, he got a great pop from the crowd But I'm sure everyone at home Was a little disappointed to find out it was a big show After almost two years I don't know, man This is part of my frustration When it comes to wrestling The WWE loves to hook and reel us in And then disappoint us in the end I got many people who can claim to that Ugh So, you know, they end up they end up fighting back in the end of, uh, towards the end of the match after the D- after the bell rung in the DQ and then Big Show lays out Seth Rollins with his with his signature uh, knockout punch. Sure, the f- crowd gets over. It was fun, but at the end of the day, Big Show's not going to be anywhere in in the near future in this storyline. He just came to get a pop. I don't know why. You could have had anyone else, like I said. Please, I need if you have any questions regarding Monday Night Raw or have or you want to add your opinions about it, please tell me. My number is 305 632 9452. Text me, please. I'll answer your questions. I'll answer your questions on the next podcast. This was just Disappointing in the end, like usual. <sighs> I don't know what else to say. I mean, Raw was a great. I mean, it's normally it's the flagship. SmackDown has their issues with Fox. They're still pumping out the same show that they're pumping on on Raw, but they're, that they're claiming is different. I doubt that. I really do. I mean, you got the Roman Reigns. You got you got I uh, gentlemen. Dressing up in a dog suit. Roman Reigns getting fed dog food on on Friday Night Smackdown. Their whole whole format was supposed to be about wins and losses and how they're supposed to count. That was supposed to be like the new trend setting uh, idea for Friday Night Smackdown. So that way they can get more ratings, especially on Fox, which is a great station. But they're pumping out the same thing Raw is. Now, Wednesday nights are actually a lot better. NXT, they've been holding pretty consistent ratings up until the New uh, the New Year episode. The New Year episode was... And they ended up with about 500,000 viewers. While AEW ended with over 900,000 viewers on the January 1st edition. Which is... <laughs> Which is pretty interesting because they're always talking about how this is a new era and they want to do things differently. But they put on a tape show about the best of 2019. The WWE did. AW is trendsetting. They're doing exactly what finding out some, Friday night, some Friday, night, Friday night SmackDown is supposed to be doing, where they're labeling wins and losses, and they're making everything count. Tag team matches, everything counts for the resolution. You know, all this to work into a championship, whether it's a tag team championship or a singles championship. And then down in the middle, they put on some great matches. But the WWE can't seem to get away from their circus act, as I like to call it. Pretty interesting. But uh, I like to hear everyone's views on everything. Please submit it. This is my first episode. Like I said. If there's anything I missed. Or something you'd like to add to my podcast. I would gladly. Like to add it on. 305-632-9452 Thank you everyone. This is like I said. This is a short episode. This is my very first one. There'll be many more. About how I'm either praise or bash the WWE, but AEW seems to get my thumbs up every day or every week. So thank you so much. Have a blessed day. And you'll hear me again. welcome to wrestling now i'm your host i'm lloyd i'm here to talk to discuss about AEW, wwe just gonna go into like uh basically the results and some things i like or didn't like about the episode um i hope you feel the same uh, how i feel so i'm gonna get into it when i'm talking about AEW right now. Let's get into AEW. The first match was Kenny Omega Hangman Page as a tag team going against the Private Party. Private Party was great. So was Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Sooner or later, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega won this match. It was a ridiculous match. A lot of hard-hitting clotheslines uh, or lariats as they like to call it. You know, Private Party is just mint. Their move sets are just like flawless. So you know, like they're all, they always put on a great show. You never have to worry about Private Party. Uh, the one thing about this match is they keep teasing, which they've been doing for week after week after week. Is Hangman Page and Kenny Omega? They're the focus in this match because everyone's everyone's looking really hard about when. Hangman Page is going to turn on Kenny Omega. I thought it was going to happen this week. I was waiting for it throughout the whole match. I was all, I was literally off my seat waiting for Hangman to like give Kenny Omega a lariat or something. Or a buckshot lariat from out of nowhere and knock his ass out. But it didn't happen. They won the match and made it through another week to be continued. We're going to see about what happens with those two. And you have Reho versus Chris Stadlander. That was a grunt. <laughs> That was a great match, but it's just Riho is just for me not believable. Riho could put Go on great matches, but I just don't she's just not believable as champion. That's where it all comes down. She's a great wrestler. I'm not I'm not taking anything away from her. It's just she's not fit to be champion right now. I think any one of those ladies on the roster could fit that role right now better than she can, whether it's Britt Baker, whether it's Awesome Kong, it doesn't matter. Anyone else can hold the belt, and I think Nyla Rose should be holding on to it, but that's either here or there. But somehow, Reho wins this match with a roll up again. This is probably her third roll up she's won a match with, or fourth, because she's like nine or t- nine and two, and most of those wins have been by roll ups. So I- I'm getting kind of annoyed with those finishes with that finish right now. She needs to come out with a finisher. Flying Splash or Frog Splash or a DDT or, I don't know, just surprise us with a fucking finisher. Anything else than what you're doing now. Nightmare Collective comes out at the end of the match and get involved, and that's how Riho wins. Riho got, you know, but it's, don't get me wrong. And that's another thing. Nightmare Collective, that's just, um, I don't know, man. I love Brandi Rose. I think she's one of the hottest women in wrestling. And she could cut, cut a good promo, but this whole nightmare collected thing is not doesn't seem like her thing. It's just something outside of the box for her to do. It's like some, some like, I don't know, what's that word? It's like a hobby. And it doesn't seem like something she's really involved in, into. I don't know, you know. She's invested in it. I, I mean, I guess we're still in the beginning phases of it, so I don't know. I'm going to give it another week or two and see how that goes, but... Yeah. We saw a new member come out during the match. His name is Luther. He wrestled in New Japan or in Japan. Never really heard of him myself. He makes his debut by coming out from underneath the ring and stopping Chris Statlander from hitting uh, Brandy Rose in the face. So I don't know. This guy He kind of threw me off. I mean, they've been teasing him the last week or so. He had, a, he had his face cut, his, uh, face turned away from us uh, uh, During a promo she was cutting So we couldn't even see who he was But now that we, we see him it Just wasn't impressive I'm sorry I'm lo- She's losing me I, I don't know She's probably losing the rest of us With this Nightmare Collective thing Unless something big happens Then uh, Of course MJF will come out Sometime during the show Talk about his stipulations and why Cody hasn't answered him yet. getting upset. Counted down to ten. Two times. Cody still didn't come out. So, hey. how oh, Diamond Dallas Page comes out to, I guess, defend Cody. That's going to be... That was actually fun to watch. Confronted MJF. MJF wanted nothing to do with it. Then, the, then he brings out the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny to come out and attack... but DDP gives them two diamond cutters, one on the butcher and one on the blade, which is pretty awesome. Bunny confronts him. Bunny distracts him to the point where MJF hits him right in the the nuts, and then there we go. They beat him down. But then, you know, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall came out to save him, so that was fun to watch. Now they have a six-man tag set up for next week in Miami. Uh, QT Marshall, Dustin Rhodes... And uh, DDP versus MJF And The Butcher and The Blade Which is just going to be really interesting to watch That is going to be pretty awesome and that's meant for me And, and, and that's going to be here in Miami That's going to be live May not be at that show But I'm definitely going to be watching it though on TV uh, Then we also had uh, uh, Then we also have some uh, more tag team matches The main... uh. One of the main event matches were actually the main event match, which is my favorite. The best. uh, Oh, actually, we had the Luchasaurus, the the, the basically, the, what do they call them? Or uh, Jurassic Express. Excuse me, Jurassic Express went against the best friends with Orange Cassidy. Oh man, I'm freshly squeezed. By the way. I could not get over this match. This was such a fun, it was just a fun match. This is like one of those matches where it's like a filler in the match. but And this was the main event. But it was like a great filler as a main event. Like, you can't really, you can't make this up. Like, Orange Cassidy does like these like suicide, like orange squeeze, freshly squeezed dives with his hands in his pocket. I know people really knock it and don't like that, but uh, I mean his style of wrestling because it's very lackadaisical. But I love him. He's like the one thing about wrestling that you don't have to take seriously. You could just have fun with it, and that was what was the, that was the best thing about this match. And it was fun, fun to watch. These great moves, these great moves, and then you got and then there was these great little taunts to go with it in the middle of the match. It's funny. It was. It was. It was refreshing to watch that in the middle of the show, and the end of the show, and not feel crappy because we got something that we get every week, like we do with the WWE. This was totally different. This is like, and they put matches that they teams that they never put together. So, the the like those uh, those guys mixed with Orange Cassidy and the best friends. Great match. Number one. I was like. Three point, at least another four point, another four star match. Um, the uh, Jurassic Express won the match. This is their first win of 2020. I had to make sure I stated that because they were on a losing streak, pretty much all at the end of 20 uh, 2019. As a trios, as a trios, they never won a match, or as a tag team or singles wrestling. So this was really good. This is a really good turn for them, because I really like Jurassic Express. They're up and coming tag team. You got Jungle Boy Jack Perry, who is the son of Luke Perry from 90210, which no one really makes a makes a statement about, which I really love. That's a, that's already a gimmick in itself. Then uh, Marco Stunt, who is like the youngest and smallest guy we've ever had in wrestling. He's the one of the littlest big men we ever had. He could just do one some crazy moves. Four fifty, little mini four fifties, and all kinds of stuff. He's just—he's very talented for a small guy. He's probably barely one hundred and ten pounds, and he's like one of the most talented wrestlers on the roster. And of course, Luchasaurus—he's my favorite. The smartest dinosaur you ever seen. He's—I believe he has a degree in. in, in history, I, I forget what kind of history. I think it's like, uh, I think it's the dinosaur. I think it's, I think he's uh, got a degree in dinosaurs, or that kind of that that type of history. So that's pretty cool. Next on board, I mean, this was just all about tag teams. You had SC, you had SCU tonight. And they, were, uh, and they were in a match. I mean, actually not SEU, it was Christopher McDaniels. I'm sorry. Christopher McDaniels went against Sammy Guevara, the Spanish guy, as we like to call him. Oh, oh so self-called. Yeah. Christopher McDaniels needs this match because he feels like he's losing his step. He had a match against Pentagon Jr. a week ago where he missed a springboard move and he just landed flat on his fucking face. So he he just started to lose his confidence a little bit. So he needed this match against Sammy Guevara to prove himself that he still got it. It was a, it was a good match. There was one point in the match where he was about to do a BME and then Pentagon Dark comes out and gets involved. He started, gets on the mic. He's like, go ahead, do it, do it. So he's just taunting, he's taunting Christopher Daniels, he's taunting Christopher Daniels to do the BME, and he's just distracted, like looking at like on the door, Like, well, what do you mean? So he turns around, Samuel Guevara, does a couple of moves, a super kick, and and a running knee to the back of the head, and he's pretty, Christopher Daniels pretty much loses the match. I mean, I give this show at least, at least uh, four and a half to five stars. I can't, I can't give it anything less than that, just because I love the content that they're putting on. The storylines stay intact, even though you don't see the wrestlers consistently every week. You'll see them on AEW Dark, if you don't see them on the live show. But the storylines stay consistent. Sometimes they drag a little bit, but at least they stay consistent. WWE, in fact, I mean, their show is... I can't really talk about WWE because they don't have consistent storylines. They just put together straight great matches that we'll never see again. <laughs> I, I mean, that's. I guess that's the best way to put it. Best matches that we'll never see again. Like, they had a Fatal 4-Way match in the main event. It was Damian Dijakovic, Chris, uh, 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 Keith Lee... Um, Gr- uh, Cameron Grimes and his hat, and um, you know what I mean. And it was just, it was just a phenomenal match. I forget who the fourth guy was. I just, that just tells me how, how like not important that fourth guy was because Keith Lee was he, was pretty much. He, for me, it was all about Keith Lee. He needed to get this push since a year ago. He's really underrated. And um, this is another reason why I can't, can't watch this brand. Because they take talented guys like that and they fucking put them to the back of the line. And this guy should have shined and become North American. He should have been probably the second or third North American champion we ever had. But no, they keep him there and put him in, put him in uh, 50-50 booking matches with Damian Dijakovic. Don't get me wrong. Those matches were the matches of the year with Damian Dijakovic. Keith Lee and Damian Daj, oh, Daj, excuse me, Dijakovic. Um, best matches I've ever seen. Like those two big men are the biggest and best big men I've ever seen put on a match. Those guys were doing Spanish flies off the top rope. Like I've never seen two big men just testing each ch- testing each other's strength like that. And they were doing it again last night. Keith Lee finally got over. I'm sorry, I had to get that one out of the way. Uh they had Austin Theory. Uh Austin Theory from uh from Evolved. He got he got into a match with uh we call I call him DJ Z. Um he used to be in Impact Wrestling as DJ Z, but here he is uh Joaquin, Joaquin Wild. I can't stand that fucking name. I can't stand the names that they give these guys. These guys have great names in their Indies, and They just don't want to use them here in WWE. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But Austin Theory, that was a pretty quick match against Joaquin Wild, and um, they're really pushing him to the moon. So he was a, he, I mean, he was a, he was an evolved champion. So of course he's gonna get pushed to the moon slowly but surely. My one of my next favorite matches, which is like one of those one-time matches you'll never see again, is uh, the uh, the Forgotten Sons, which are also Really underrated. They went against oh my god, um, the Forgotten Sons uh, went against. Uh, it's another great tag team man. They went against oh Imperium. Oh my god, In, how could I forget about Imperium? It was just the two members, uh, Eichner and uh, and 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 they were just. Uh, the two members of Imperium versus the uh, uh, the Forgotten Sons. It was another great match. I would have never saw these two teams with any type of chemistry. But, man, no, the, like I said, four-star match. We'll never see it again because they don't fit in any star line. This is more like a World Collide type thing that's going on because World Collide. they're teasing World Collide the next in the, within the next few weeks. So they're teasing these matches as a part of that and part of the Dusty Rhodes Classic, which is also involved this week. Um, Then he had the Undisputed Era, Roderick Strong. I mean, no, I'm sorry. What am I talking about? Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. They went against Gallus, (laughs) The the UK Tag Team Champions. Oh, my God. I ne this was like American wrestling versus British strong style, Ah uh, man, hard hitting, hard hitting. I, I had to turn away a few times because of how hard these two teams were coming at each, at each other. Uh, Joe, like Joe, uh, Joe coffee is, a, I mean, the Co- one of the coffee brothers. It was just, it was just phenomenal. I've never, this is something that we'll never see again. Another match like this again, where Undisputed Era and Gallus were just going back and forth. I think Gallus's tag team championship titles look better than Undisputed Era. I don't know why NXT America has just so like generic generic tag team titles. I don't know why they make them look so prestigious like the UK do. But well, we'll I don't know. That's either here or there as well. But the Undisputed Era beats. Gallus, so the the UK the United States tag team champions beat the UK tag team champions in a Dusty Rhodes classic match, and it was great. It, man, five stars. I think as far as tag team matches are concerned, that was the five star match. As I never would have thought these guys, these four men, would put on such a great show. I mean, of course, the undisputed era wins because they had the other their other two members outside. They had. Adam Cole and Roderick Strong out there, helping them out. So, but regardless, such a great match. Oh man, I couldn't go to sleep. I I watched both shows back to back, so that just shows you how good both these shows were. But like I said, it's a one time thing with NXT. They were never gonna see these matches. If we do see this, if we see, if we see any of these matches, towards throughout the year or in the end of the year, I want someone to correct me and let me know if I've got this wrong because I know we're never going to see this match again for the rest of the year. Any one of these matches that they, what we saw last night. Then you had Rhea Ripley. She started off the show. Then Tony Storm came out. Candice LeRae came out. Kylie Rae came out. Bianca Belair came out. Io Shirai came out all cutting promos about how they're better than than each other, and they all deserve a a title shot from Real Ripley. So, this eventually turned into a six-woman tag, which, I'm not, I wasn't opposed to it. I mean, you got six of the most talented women in all of NXT right there in the the ring, so that pretty much summed it. Summed it right up for us. And, um, of course, Real Ripley wins, but man, their team wins, but it was uh, you. You know what to expect from Bianca Belair and and Tony Storm and and Candice LeRae and Io Shirai and Bianca Belair. It's just it's just countless moves and the countless moves and these women are just so talented. That's why they're at. That's why they're top tier of their roster right now. But like I said, matches like this we'll never see again. Which is they they like to do these one and done matches that we'll never see again. I'm sorry that I keep repeating myself about it, but it's just something I know that's going to happen because they've done it more than once. NXT has let us down, in that case, more than once. WWE does it all the time. So, as long as they got that WWE moniker on their brand, I'm never going to believe anything they do. It's never, it's never that good. It's never going to be that good. Like, it's just too good to be true. Never last. But I'm going to give NXT last night five stars. Five out of five, because they had some sick matches last night. But like I said, these matches were all because of the tournaments that, were, that, that they've just started doing. So these are all per Worlds Collide, Dusty Rhodes Classic. So there was a meaning behind all of it. But after all that's done, they're going to have to start from square one and come up with better matches again. I don't know what they're going to do with the Royal Rumble, as far as NXT is concerned, because I think they're going to end up using five members from their roster, five, maybe five or ten members from their roster to throw up in there with the Raw and the SmackDown guys, because they, there's thirty, there's thirty men involved. So um, they might take ten out of NXT, ten out of them from Raw, and ten from SmackDown, and I'll throw them all in there. But who knows? Or maybe eight each, and then throw a, maybe throw a, a Hall of Famer in there. Just a, just a, you know, or maybe someone to come back. Uh, a comeback, like, I don't know, like John Cena or someone that, someone we haven't seen in a long time. That's that's usually how the Royal Rumble goes. But as far as NXT is concerned, I guess we're going to have to figure that out when the day comes. But last night was a really a good show. I can't hack it. To last night was a really good show. But you, you're you not going to hear me say that every week. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that. You better you better record better hold this recording because this is probably one of the few times of the year I'm gonna tell you that NXT pumped out an amazing show, which is I'm not gonna say it's a lie, but it just doesn't happen every week. So as far as that's concerned, NXT was great. They're doing their whole thing with their uh with their Dusty Rhodes classic. The matches were fine. I got to give them 5 out of 5 this week. AEW gets 5 out of 5 this week as well as far as their show. So right now I kind of hold, hold them evenly as far as uh, entertainment-wise and how they pumped out their shows. But next week should be different. I mean, NXT is going to be in Miami, so I have their matches are going to be, I already saw, I didn't see all of them, but... That's why, I, that's why I didn't want to state it But they have more matches that are go, That are going to be That are going uh, to be aired uh, They're going to announce more matches as they go But I'm, as soon as all the match uh, All the matches on the card are set I'm going to make sure I tell someone on a, I'm just going to put on a preview For a few minutes and I'm going to let you guys know On my preview Because I'll have full episodes and previews As I'm going Okay This week It was fun if there's anything any uh, I might have missed, anyone would like to add or or any feelings about any one of those two shows that you guys have seen, please text me, 305-632-9452. Because I don't answer my calls, but I will definitely answer a text until uh, I get my thing going on here on this wonderful, wonderful podcast. So, A.W., big ups to A.W., Chris Jericho, everyone out there, because they're put Tony Khan. I re- totally respect him for starting something that no one could ever, no one could just start up and do in 2018 and make it happen like this. In 2019, I didn't. I mean, yeah, sure, they had a name, but I didn't think they were going to go that far. 2019, the pay per view started pumping out. Once I saw Double or Nothing, I knew this thing was legit. So. I, you know, I give him much respect for that because, you know, they're starting this company in the middle of a war. Because as soon as WWE found out, they sent they said they sent the, they sent the pack out there to go get them. Boy, they they started pumping out great shows. They st- WWE well not pumping out great shows, but the WWE were trying to get better. But I don't know, I don't see anything different. If you see anything different from what we see on Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, that I see, please let me know. Because it seems like the same show they've been pumping out for the last seven or eight years. Actually, the last ten years, excuse me. So, all the same people are still there doing the same exact thing. Dolph Ziggler is still there doing what he's doing. Disappearing, coming back. Drew McIntyre still doesn't get a shot at the title. He's teasing it this year. Who knows if he's going to ever get it. So, you know what I'm saying? In my eyes, nothing is changing the WWE. So, to be continued. 2020 be a new year. Hopefully for new things. I'm being optimistic. I'm really being fucking optimistic. Because I really don't like bashing the WWE, but they gave me no choice. Until they do something different or Vince McMahon dies. That's the only way things are going to change. I don't mean that. I don't mean to be harsh, but the only way for things to change in WWE is if Vince gives up his power. Once Vince gives up his power, the rest of the show is going to be gravy. But Paul Heyman can run a good show, but with Vince with Vince in his ear all the time, that's not going to happen. You get, you get what we get on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown: cuckold storylines and and people eating dog food. So. I don't know. That's just my opinion. If you have a different opinion about it, please let me know. You guys have a great night. My name is Lloyd. This is Wrestling Now. Most likely I'll be on on Friday uh, Friday or Saturday night to talk about SmackDown. To do a little recap of SmackDown. I'll definitely be on over the weekend to talk about it. I don't maybe not maybe not Friday, but I'll definitely be on over the weekend to talk about it. If you have a topic you want me to get on about, whether it's Raw Smackdown or NXT, please I would love to take your info. You all have a blessed evening. And wrestling forever. Have a great night.